0: the holy gospel according to luke glory to you o lord jesus also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and regarded others with contempt two men went up to the temple to pray one a pharisee and the other a tax collector the pharisee standing by himself was praying thus God, I thank you that I am not like other people, thieves, rogues, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of all my income. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even look up to heaven, but was beating his breast and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his home justified rather than the other, for all who exalt themselves will be humbled, but all who humble themselves will be exalted. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, you, O Christ. Every Sunday, the service began with a medley of songs led by the band. As the final song concluded, the worship leader would welcome the congregation, often following the formula of, you are welcome here whether you are this or this, gay or straight, lifelong Christian or total newcomer, Cubs fan or Sox fan, this was a Chicago congregation after all, but you get the point, trying to make an expansive welcome. Well, on this particular Sunday, during the words of welcome, the worship leader began as normal and then included whether you are a Democrat or a Republican, which itself wasn't unusual, right? Again, trying to cast the wide net until one awkward and cringeworthy pause later, they continued, but do we actually have any republicans here? Well, not after that, I remember myself thinking, and it still makes me cringe to think of that moment so many years later. Not necessarily because of my own political affiliation or the way I vote, but because this was a church that prided itself on welcoming folks from all walks of life, no matter their sexuality, gender, religious background, age, ability, or political ideology. And well, the welcome that morning didn't feel very welcoming. But that's the problem with welcome, maybe especially in churches. We adopt a welcome statement, we tack up the rainbow RIC logo on the sign out front, and before long, our welcome tends to have this tendency to almost border on superiority, even arrogance. While we ordain women, we marry same gender couples, we welcome everyone to the communion table. Thank God we're not like those other churches, the evangelicals, the fundamentalists, or that other kind of Lutheran. Today, it's easy to look at this almost deceitfully simple parable with its apparently obvious message. Don't be like the Pharisee, loud, proud, and arrogant. Be like the tax collector, quiet, humble, contrite. Well, that's easy enough. We began our worship with a time of confession, just like the tax collector. Thank God, I know I'm not perfect and can admit it. I'm so glad I know better. I go to Bible study every week and say my prayers. I filled out my pledge card and already set up the automatic transfer for my bank account. Thank God I'm not like those other people, like that obnoxious Pharisee. Huh. It's funny how those tables so quickly turn and our own prayer sometimes starts to sound a whole lot like the Pharisees. Maybe this parable isn't quite so simple after all. The danger of this parable for me is the temptation to fall into the trap of binary thinking. Pharisee bad, tax collector good. And yet, binaries are rarely, if ever, helpful. So if you were to ask me, for instance, if something is spicy or mild well my answer probably wouldn't be very helpful to you because my tolerance for spicy food is pretty high and there's clearly more to spiciness than two extremes and in fact there's even a special measurement for that called the scoville scale that ranks the spiciness of different chili peppers along a spectrum you didn't think you'd come to church and get a science lesson did you but the trap of binary thinking ignores all of those nuances along the spectrum. Twilight is neither day nor night. Room temperature is neither hot nor cold. In similar ways, gay and straight ignores our siblings who are bisexual or asexual. Man or woman ignores those whose gender is neither or what we even call non-binary. And then there's perhaps the most dangerous binary of all, us and them. Thank God I'm not like other people, those thieves, rogues, adulterers. Thank God I'm not like them. We're so good at drawing lines around us and them, perhaps even especially in the church, ELCA Lutherans and those other kinds. Progressive and fundamentalist, reconciling in Christ and not. Lines protect, lines box us in like little silos of safety. But of course, if lines box us in, they also keep them out interesting thing is that as soon as we stoop down to draw that line in the sand, we often stand up to see Jesus looking back at us from the other side. As Franciscan priest and spiritual writer Richard Rohr once observed in a daily devotional of his, Jesus is always on the side Of the crucified ones he changes sides in the twinkling of an eye to go wherever the pain is he is not loyal to one religion or this group or that group jesus by his very nature resists these neats and respectable boundaries and binaries fully god or fully human about both Jesus' gospel message took him to unexpected people and places and crossed nearly every line and boundary that existed. Binary thinking has this way of dividing us, like the Pharisee and the tax collector, pitting one against the other. And do we really need more division these days? Instead, Jesus calls us to move beyond division to move beyond binary thinking notice that Jesus doesn't once condemn the Pharisee for his prayer or his fasting or his almsgiving these are all good and classic spiritual disciplines to which we ourselves aspire the Pharisee is not entirely the bad guy in this parable instead Jesus draws our attention to the posture Of the tax collector whose occupation would naturally make him very much the bad guy in his first century world but whose act of confession in this story just complicates things a little bit the tax collector recognizes what the Pharisee can't or maybe doesn't want to see the tax collector confesses his sinfulness now notice that he doesn't confess particular sins like I cheated my neighbors on their tax bill but he confesses something deeper and quite frankly a lot more disturbing the tax collector confesses as one writer puts it a refusal to become fully human an estrangement or a disconnection from God and from one another Sin is that thing that happens when we divide ourselves from one another, when we draw lines between us and them, and when we fall into that trap of binary thinking that pits one against the other, thank God I'm not, fill in the blank. Confession is what happens when we open ourselves up to the abundant grace and mercy of God, And from that, confession flows an experience of forgiveness, of being made whole, of reconnection with God and with one another. That forgiveness is for the tax collector. That forgiveness is for the Pharisee. That forgiveness is for everyone in between. That forgiveness is for us and for them. Forgiveness like that reaches across every boundary and topples every binary there is. And it invites us to become a church that is more holy and authentically welcoming. At its best, the core of any church's statement of welcome does mean being against certain things. Our commitment to full inclusion means rejecting things like sexism, racism, homophobia, ableism, ageism. Some things are simply incompatible with the way of Jesus. But to be against such things is not to be unwelcoming, but just the opposites. Instead, to be against such things is to resist harmful and divisive thinking and to affirm the full humanity of people. And it is in that work of resistance and affirmation that our welcome grows ever deeper and wider and more authentic every day. We can begin today in this moment with the tax collector's prayer. God be merciful to me, a sinner. God, be merciful to us who divide ourselves from one another. God, reconnect us.